Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are back this week to talk about episode 885, Further From the Truth. It's an episode that I listened to twice. Hey, me too. Hey, nice. I listened to it once and then I listened to it a second time on double speed. Oh, you know, I've done that. I've done that. The voices are different, and uh, the the interstitial music, like the mm, is yeah, it's just right. worse all around. <laughs> yeah, but it's efficient. True. I mean, it cuts a twenty five minute show to twelve thirty. So there you go. Wow! Look at Andrew doing math. Maybe On the he fly. is the person behind all this. Oh, because yes. as we know, the villain is a math whiz. Mm-hmm. He's a math whiz, and I am notoriously good at making plans and executing them. Yeah. No, that, that that's that's kind of like your your main thing. <laughs> yep. That's my presence. Dylan, what's the context for this episode? Um, well, so as we established in the last one, uh, we are keeping things to a minimum because yes. we are uh, terrified about spoiling ourselves. Hashtag so, spoil the Rydell saga. Amen to that. So we don't have um, we don't have cast, which I think doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure we've talked about everyone who is in this episode before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be wrong. Regardless, uh, this episode. Uh, released on the AIO Club on January 23rd of 2020. That's right. It came out this year. Wow. And uh, it then aired on the radio April 11th of 2020. Also, you know, back when we year. thought the pandemic was like, we were like, wow, this thing's been going on for a month. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept going. And now it's November. And we're still in it. And it's worse now than it ever was. That's fun. I mean, depends on what metric you're going by. The death rate's lower than it had been. Well, so, yeah. yeah. You know what, Andrew? We, we keep a little bit positive here on the Chalk Pod. <laughs> That's true. That That is very on brand. A little bit positive. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a struggle this episode. We're like semi-sweet chocolate. A little bit. I am. I've got, I've got, I've got feelings. Okay. I've got feelings um, as well. It is the final track on album 68, Out of the Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the album that has, I think, definitively the worst artwork of any Odyssey album. What even? Yeah. It's just, like, what? Can we explain so it? So, I think, I think that, is this, is, this, is this Penny? And she is standing in front of a blue screen doing, like, a weather report? But they don't understand how, like, hips work. And so she has the weirdest pose. Her waist is out of frame. And in the background, Connie and another woman are staring at the actuality with a grimace and they're covering their face. So it's not, um, it's not, it's not Penny. It's Penny's friend. Because I, I thought that this album art was weird. And, like, the thing that I do with Odyssey is when I see album artwork, I try and find a what part of the, ep- like, what episode it's from. And then I listen to that episode. Even ah. if I've never listened to anything else on the album. Which is what okay. I did in this instance. And yep. I vaguely remember what happened. I think it's her friend who's, like, been unemployed. He gets a job as a weather person. Um, yeah. Kind of like the perpetually unemployed trope thing and yeah it just uh the the other is very interesting the other problem i have with it and i I realize this isn't an episode on the artwork and this isn't even related but like her face is too lifelike no yeah they've removed all the cartoon from this woman's face yeah no we don't no Mm -mm. it's so weird anyways so that's that's my complaint. It seems that she has a growth, perhaps? <laughs> Either that, 
or this lady is actually built like one of the ants from A Bug's Life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just so, thorax. Yeah. So that is the context. Um. Oh, oh, oh wait, I didn't say though. Very importantly, that this episode is written by Bob Hoos and Phil Lawler, directed by Phil Lawler. Hmm. That's once again passing no judgment. No, nothing. I have absolutely nothing to say about this episode. Or you know what I will pass to judgment on? The ninety-one percent it has. Yeah, it seems a bit generous. There, there. That's the problem. Is all the like all this stuff skews high. It's true. I get it. But even in, like, what percentage of Odyssey is this? If the lowest percent is in the 80s, this <laughs> is in the top half of Odyssey episodes, which means that half of the episodes are worse than this, and I don't believe that. I mean, ah, I, I could make... I don't think this episode is that bad. It is probably middle of the road. Yeah. So, like... If this was actually graded, you'd give it, like, an 80? Maybe an 83? Oh, if I'm, like, giving the... I, I don't know. I, no, I, I mean, it's a C. It's it's passing. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's not actively failing. No. No, it, it, it passes. It just doesn't work for me. And we'll get into that. That we will. What do we the do prob- before that? Promo. Uh, we, roll, we roll the promo. Roll the promo. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Maury notices a strange note in Emily's locker. Is it a mystery? It is, isn't it? Oh, awesome. Emily makes a quick connection. The note is part of a poem by Greedy Freud Toy. And when she finds the book in the library? Well, what do you know? Another note. Follow the clues with Emily and find out who's behind them. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. So look, I hate Maury. Yeah. There is no longer any part of me that is willing to give this child a chance. He sucks. And I'm not saying, like, as a person. I'm saying I don't like the character. Like, like I, it's not even like, oh, yes, he is a bad guy, but, like, he's well-written. No, I think he is a poorly written and incredibly frustrating character, and he drives me up a wall, and I'm coming out hard against Maury. How does that make you feel to have said that now? He has this ridiculous, cheerful ignorance Mm. that just runs me up a wall, and I'm not... Yeah. It's maybe unfair for me to say that he is a... He's not... I don't know that he's a poorly written character. I don't he, know that he's a not poorly written right, character. That's, that's I don't think he's super well written, but I think he is. I think some of it is he is being written in a way for us to hate him. But I also don't think I don't know. Does the show want us to hate Maury? I don't know. I don't. I didn't think it did. Yeah, and and maybe maybe this was made out to be something that. It wasn't designed to be from the beginning. If that makes any sense. Oh, you mean you think they, uh, you think they Star Wars sequel trilogy did this and just made it up as they went along and stuff doesn't quite add up? Yeah, no, I agree, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You will find no disagreement here. What did they, what did they, what, what? I don't know. What? There was not, there was no plan. I listened to this episode twice, and, like, and I still don't really fully understand what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I can like, say I, that with confidence. <laughs> I get that stuff can, like, have no plan. And I also, I'm like, I'm so sorry to everyone who listens and hates it when we go negative. I don't know how to not at this point. I just... Well, as we go through the episode, I'm sure there will be things that I think of in a positive light. Yeah, oh yeah. But it is... Oh man, this this saga is really Well, here's the thing. I think that we're it's spoiled. really hurting me. I think that I think that we're spoiled, you know. You only I mean Lawler wrote Blackard. He's done that. We and we've covered it. What this is being compared to 
is our upper echelon of Odyssey, and of course it's falling in, like, the B to C category, because... This is the thing. This is the first We've time we've covered really good stuff for well, the most part. Not even that. This is the first time we. It's not just that this is the first time we're covering something we haven't heard. It is the first time we are covering something that we don't already love. Yeah, like we have never covered something that we were eh to bad on. Everything we've covered has been stuff that you and I, or at least me, because you didn't hadn't heard other side of the glass, mm-hmm. but like having or most like, of the Twilight Zone episodes, right? But it's all stuff that like at least I have had a deep seated love for, mm-hmm. and that I like. So it's not just that I'm going back to it with nostalgia, but I'm also have cherry picked out the episodes to cover that I like the most. Exactly. And so now we're covering something that we hadn't heard, that we don't have any nostalgia for, nor do we have any real attachment to these characters just because we don't have the context around it. And I don't think it's that good. Well, and here's the my thing is that Parker for President and the key suspect and even the secret of the writer's rules, I I enjoyed all the first three thoroughly. I was like, if this is what this is like, then awesome. Those, I then, mean, you heard, you listeners heard how much we loved those first two episodes, especially. Yeah. Like, we were, I was freaking out because I was like, man, I did not like, I did not like the Sacrificial Escape the first time we heard it, but now I'm so excited if this is what it's going to be. I Like, just looking back at the cheerfulness that I went into this saga with because it kept blowing my mind with how good it was. And now we're here. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the episode. And by that, I mean okay. roll the promo. No, we already rolled the promo. Oh, that's right. I just came hot out of the promo hating Maury. That's true. That because is, that's what we've done. Yes, 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 in the promo so much. So look, I will give this... I, I started off with a positive note about this episode. Which was, this episode starts out with Emily at the kitchen at Wit's End mm-hmm. talking to Wit. Yeah. And Wit brings up that, oh, I haven't really seen you since the escape room incident. How have you been doing? And I was like, finally, this episode cares about the context of the other episodes. This makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 like, they're talking about something fi- in the past. We finally have one that, like, references back. Yeah. And no, and I started just... out on a really strong note. I felt the exact same way, where I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, okay. So, right. and this, this is, is only when six the part... months... Hmm? So, I said, this is only six months after A Sacrificial Escape. Yeah. It is the next album. Mm-hmm. Like, it's essentially coming out as quickly after that as it could. Mm-hmm. So it, like, it makes sense. Yeah, this is like a counter-moves-esque feel to it, where it's like, something happened, and now we're talking directly about it, you know, or or yeah. uh, pre, pre-counter-moves. Wow, the Novacom saga is so long. Yeah. Oh. 28 episodes, we talked about every one of them. Yeah, and I don't know that I could ever cover them again, but man, I miss them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, we could not cover them again. No. No. No, that can't be done. You guys heard last week us try and recover an episode. Well, we weren't trying to recover it. <laughs> I just yeah. I just was there like isn't... <laughs> Okay, we're just gonna talk about it and what we thought and that's it. Yep. No no sense in comprehensive coverage here. Well, as much as there ever is. Um Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, again, this episode I felt like started out really strong. And, like, and this is when they're starting to, uh, they name drop Detective Pullhouse, you know, is going to get involved with it. And Wit, well, he has been involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's been involved. Because didn't Wit call Detective Pullhouse last episode? Yes. We just heard him being like, I just got off the phone with Detective Pullhouse. Yeah. And that, that that's kind of it. Yeah. And Detective Pullhouse was in Green Ring, correct? Correct. And okay. it seems to be threaded throughout a lot of New, New Odyssey, Odyssey. Which I love. He's a non-jokey Harlow Doyle. Yeah. Um, well, and there was other... Weren't there police officers before that were, like, 
reoccurring characters that weren't yeah Royal. i don't know that they were this reoccurring though no no he is a full-out character like a like, like a tangential right but like there were there were like link wayne rights in the past but this man is a crying brian dern yeah yeah he is <sighs> the good old days you know mm. odyssey making fun of talk radio Instead of this weird child manipulating all forces of good and evil, apparently. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they haven't made any progress on figuring out what went on, what went on there. Mm-hmm. And also, Emily has been avoiding Matthew. Yeah. Full on, she says, you know, she's fine on her own. He clearly doesn't want to be her partner, so she's just going to do her own thing. And it's, like, kind of bad acting in the sense that it's, like, it's very clear that, like, she's saying this from a place that is not what she's saying. Oh, you mean, like, you can tell that she's lying. Yes, that's yeah that's what those are the words that i'm looking for but i don't think that that's like the actor doing a bad job that is emily the character doing a bad no yeah exactly no no that's what i was talking about i was talking about the character just just so we're clear um then maury rushes in whoa yay um (laughs) he is because he's got soda on his shoes yeah, so he, he tells Wit that, like, hey, someone spilled drinks in the train room or whatever, and so Wit goes to do that, and 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 Emily's like, oh, you spilled the soda, didn't you? And he's like, ah, oh, how'd you know? Gee whiz. And she's like, uh, you, you have soda on your shoes. He's like, man, that's so cool. I love how you're, like, a detective and stuff. I'm so impressed by you, Emily. I'm also playing Can a you game. hear the disdain in my voice, audience? Yeah, I think no. you can. <laughs> it, and then he's like, uh, "What? Like, oh, we need somebody smart like you on our team for game of some sort." Yeah, and she doesn't want to. He then like, he how did he he clumsily dumps ice cream all over her? Yeah, well, she was eating ice cream, and he like knocks it, and it falls over her, and she goes into the kitchen to what wash up. Absolute so. Right, so she goes into the kitchen to wash up, which was all part of Maury's plan. Of course. Because when she goes into the kitchen, she gets Twilight zoned. Yep. Yeah, she gets zooted. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. So he, Maury got, like, spilled the soda everywhere so mm-hmm. that he could come, knew Emily and Wit were in the, down at, like, the, the counter. Figured if he went down and told Wit that there was an accident, Wit would go up, at which point he would be alone with Emily mm-hmm. and could then get her to go into the kitchen so that he could use a modified imagination station yep. to send her into a like fake reality. Yep. That is in all nearly indiscernibly so. Yep how just so that you know he could show her the good in people yep because that's it all worked out for positive and the thing that i'm 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 curious (laughs) about is what what about maury does like 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 what what representation of evil is he taking like you shouldn't let be involved on the internet because people will steal your informations and then make you know things for you to no. solve or what like no he's a i i yeah i don't i don't know what more well we know maury's game is that like he does bad things to make good things for good results yeah, he views himself as something that is so bad that the only way for him to have fun is to make good people either be good or become bad. So it's right. just a win-win for him. Right, right. He's like, ah, either something good will come out of this or I will prove that they don't practice what they preach. I think we figured him out. <sighs> yeah, I wish we hadn't. Um, <laughs> so Yeah, right. honestly, I've thought that so many times covering this that, like, Connecting the Mori to Moriarty thing really oh. kind of <laughs> set us up <laughs> to just be disappointed. 
So, so we don't actually know at this point that she's been Twilight Zoned. That no. will all come later. Yes. What we know is that she is going into her locker. Yep. And that locker is has been completely emptied out except for a note. Yep. And she gets sent on like a scavenger punt of sorts. Right. So like the note is a poem. Yeah, about That's asking part of questions. Like, yeah, and it's part of a poem that she used in an English report. And, like, Maury is there and decides, like, he's going to tag along with her. Mm-hmm. And so they go to the light. Like, he kind of forces himself onto it and, and also is like, oh, we should just get Suzu or Matthew. And she's like, no. And he's like, all right, well, I'm coming along. She's like, no. And then he comes along. Yeah. Um, yeah. No means no, Maury. No um, means no. And so, gosh, this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm no. trying, people. No, no, it's okay. It's just, like, it, he's a not likable guy, really, in any way. And not even likable in the sense that, like, he's super well-written or anything. Because I don't really feel like I know anything about him or, like, how he views the world. All I know is that he can be summed up in, like, those three lines of dialogue about doing things for the purpose of either proving that people are hypocrites or putting, you know, good in the world. Like, who does that? Like, who, who in focus on the family's eyes, does that? Like, what is this man supposed to represent? I don't know. I, I think... I think that this arc... I, I feel like I think it's a Star Wars thing. I genuinely think it's yeah, a Star oh, Wars Yeah, oh no, thing. it is. It is. But I think that weirdly like the episodes like this one, like the um like the writers ruse mm-hmm. that show the characters in the show making up a mystery for mystery's sake is a really good encapsulation of this series. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Not to get like overly meta, no, but no, it is. And that, yeah, no, uh, I, and I would like to say now that I am suspending disbelief that uh, that this could get good. We believe. Oh, in I it. would love for this to conclude in something that makes me happy. You Even have just no idea bit. how badly I want that final three because it's a three-parter. So we it's know they're all going to be well connected to each other. Yeah, we get six. So it has, we get a full hour of Odyssey. Yeah, so it, it, there, there's potential for it to work out. I am by no means throwing in the towel and saying I hate this series. Mm-hmm. So far, it is two definite hits, one, two like maybe hits, and then two misses. Like it's, yeah. Well, and, and and what would be accurately represented by something that is uh, kind of being made up as it's going along? Yeah, and like so, not to not to say anything bad about Phil Aller or anything like that. It's just this is not this is not it. And and hopefully, I mean, the Blackguard series ended really really well in a way that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. Maybe he pulls this one out, and I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping because I'll know. I kind of liked Mori for a while, and I liked the series, and I'd like to see it end well. Yeah. Nobody likes being disappointed because it's disappointing, you know? <laughs> no, amen to that. <laughs> so, so right. So, they then, Mori and Emily go to the library. They find, they they look up the rest of the poem or something. I, I don't remember. How, how do they get to the next note? Uh... Okay. Does it have to do with? I no. The note in the locker is later. It's like a clue in a book. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Is they go to look up the the full poem in a book, and then yeah. there's a note there. We might be wrong. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I feel like that detail is not the important one. Um, but if it is, tweet at us. Um, the the then right. So the next note has like 
two columns of words and she does this thing with the previous poem where she's like okay well the dude like was missing an arm so we're gonna remove all the words in one column and then we're gonna limit it to just the first letters of the words in the other column and then we're gonna unscramble it and then it's gonna say matthew yep great awesome perfect um and cool. then i love uh, it when they just solve puzzles <laughs> And then, okay, and then it's the next day. Yeah. And Emily's walking to her locker. This is, this is the problem with this episode on a, a ex, like, in a going through it thing, is all of the internal inconsistencies can just be explained by, well, yeah, it's an imagination station adventure. Maybe that's the wisdom that Phil Lawler has. <laughs> because... The problem here is, so Emily went through an entire school day without any of her stuff and doesn't seem to care about the fact that she is missing everything from her locker. Yeah. And then she shows up the next day and still doesn't have that stuff. until she doesn't know that she's in an imagination station type thing. Right. Right. So she went through a day without any of her stuff and just like it doesn't matter augmented reality augmented feelings maybe i don't know <laughs> and so right so then but then, then maury can maury, make her feel and i don't like that <laughs> maury shows up with suzu and they're like going through the clues and maury and suzu's got some ideas and maury's like See, didn't I tell you she's so smart? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like she knows what the note writer is thinking. Yep. Which is like a, Proving oh, that so did Suzu create her. the mystery? No. No, I think that Mori created it and framed it on Suzu, but that's just me. Interesting. I... I... The problem is, I don't care who created like the question is did maury create the real mystery and have the but have the suzu character create it within the narrative uh no (laughs) no no i think that can't be so he's just so he's just setting it up to seem like it's suzu when he says it's almost like she knows what the note writer is thinking yes interesting i think i disagree okay hot take I mean, we've no, we've known to disagree. We we we've talked about like I don't know about the weirdness of like the Suzu, like how much is she in it or whatnot. Yeah, and my hunch is that some of these ideas and this riddle stuff is like taken from Suzu's notebook, maybe without hmm. her knowing. Hmm. We'll get into that at the end because that's another weird thing. Man, I this episode. <laughs> it's just it's too much Mori. Um it's a and lot I realize the saga is named after him. But yeah. and Suzu. <laughs> I mean, no. It was Lee specifically named it after Mori. The Suzu thing is just a fun coincidence. No. That's fair. <laughs> you you've done it. Yeah, okay. You're right. So, I can't wait to cover the Green Ring Conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah. Not a bad time to talk about that. (laughs) No, it's it's fine. We'll we'll have a fun time when and if we do that. Yep. I don't know. Maybe we don't make it through this series. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first one. We did our 100th episode, and now it's 101, and we're just like, I don't think we can go on. We've had triple digits. It's just the burden is too much. Somebody's let the air out of the tires. <laughs> oh my word. Okay. So And it's Mori. It's always been yeah, Mori. It's, it's always been Mori. <laughs> Mori is secretly Blackard and the chairman. I mean, um, think about it. They started the Mori saga before we started the podcast. What if <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I know. Didn't it, it start in 2016? Yeah. And we're 2018. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's yep. two years of buildup. We are the... all Maury's puppets. Clearly. <laughs> Truly. We just don't get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Wadfam Chalkpot is all actually a ploy by Mori to like <laughs> drum up interest in Odyssey and get people to subscribe to the AIO club. Yep. Like, sure. So he can steal all their information and like blackmail them and then get them to vote for whoever he wants or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's going to leverage this into some sort of power. But only the kind of power he wants, which is over Emily Parker? I mean, Emily Jones? <laughs> <laughs> so memily so there's a right there or eat you (laughs) they then go through and they're like okay so oh matthew and olivia aren't at school today Mm -hmm. so maybe they're homesick but no one's answering their home phone because Suzu overheard that in the lobby. And, um, yeah, so... Cool. Yeah, and so Emily thinks that this is all, like, a plot for Matthew. Like, this is the weird thing where you were like, I think Maury's framing Suzu because they are very clearly... He's very clearly framing Matthew. So Mm -hmm. if he is trying to frame Suzu framing Matthew, I think your theory's stupid. (laughs) fair <laughs> i didn't mean that as aggressively as it came out no no it's okay i mean if, that if it's, that if, is that is my problem with no, the idea my, my thing is thinking about maury's character i think that he set suzu up to take the blame for him if anything oh, happens in i like think the he's long kept her. term okay. yeah i think yeah she is his security policy because people are just as likely to not trust her as they are to not trust him yeah, and she's been involved with it indisputably and proven a lot of talent because everything he's done has been like kind of behind the scenes that people don't know about with the exception of the secret of the writer's ruse which is where he admittedly just kind of gave away his bit but you know right and he, um, he says so in the episode <laughs> yep so yeah yeah maybe he is setting up suzu to take the fall Interesting. we'll find out in rydell revelations part one two and three are we gonna get three different promos Who's to know? Who's to know? Um, and so... No. So, right. Who's on first? (sighs) Sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) So, right. So, they... No one's picking up at the house. The school called, and Suzu overheard that. So, Mm. she knows that, you know, that they didn't actually call. And, um... Yeah, then then Emily opens up her locker and all of her stuff's there, and there's a note that essentially just says to leave well enough alone. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, the thing that they're trying to hide me from is Matthew, so the thing I've got to seek out is Matthew. So they skip school? Yes. I mean, it's in the Imagination Station, so it doesn't matter. So they skip school and go to Matthew and Olivia's house, the the yep. Parker homestead, and Parker um, residence. Matthew speaking. Fair enough. <laughs> and um, but he can't answer the phone. Everything is just going to an answering machine. What's that? Yeah. His dad's old school. I love this episode. Um, yeah. and so, uh, so they get there. The door's unlocked. No one is home. They walk in. Maury is very excited about the idea that this could be a kidnapping. He's like, oh boy, that would be so cool if they got kidnapped. Yeah, what the heck, bro? And Suzu's like, really, buddy? And he's like, I mean, no. Am I convincing you I'm a good guy? No, I think that in those moments, he's, uh... I think he's playing the part of... I think he's playing dumb... Right, it's the cheerful get... ignorance. Yeah, yeah that to... is Maury's character, and he drives me up a wall. Yeah, to just be so happy to be there, right? Essentially, so he's he wins just the, the affection like, of ultimate like, Emily. oh jeez, oh jeez, <laughs> gee whiz, man! I just it's love pretty... being here. It's so cool that you can solve mysteries that I in no way have anything to do with. Isn't that the best? <laughs> 
<laughs> Boy, we really be tearing apart this like fourteen year old child. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I need to stop apologizing, but also I'm so sorry that this is where I'm at. No, it's okay. It's funny. So, just don't. Yeah. So the the note in the the second I don't note. Think in the, we, the, I don't think either of us hire harbor that much genuine hatred oh well though you did come out pretty anti <laughs> i don't harbor that much genuine hatred no like it's fine like i can i the views of dylan weaver do not reflect that of the wad fam chalkbot finally Ooh. i got to say it <laughs> <laughs> it only took 101 episodes yeah <sighs> <sighs> So the riddle from the locker had said something about, like, the place where Matthew does his thinking. And she's like, oh, he does most of his thinking on his computer. So they go to his computer. Also, Maury has to know so much in order to create this imagination station thing. Yes. Like, I don't know. We don't fully understand how the imagination station works. But he may have had to, like, break into the Parker house. Because Emily knows what the house looks like. Yeah. So he's she's not going to be fooled by it just being some random house. Yeah. Like, I don't... Yeah, I can't fully comprehend the amount of knowledge shenanigans took here and like maybe we're just intimidated by maury maybe we hate him so much because we're intimidated by his vast knowledge (laughs) he also like would have had to have known that matthew does most of his thinking on a computer which i guess isn't like that big a leap but he's still like weird the computer guy bro i mean that is his right no i i realize but it's still i don't know no, no, it's no, weird. it's true. It's, it's hard just, to it's, it's this weird thing disbelief. where, it, well, it's this weird thing where it's like, no one knows Matthew better than Emily. Maybe it's not so the imagination for Maury station, to... but more of room of consequences thing where you kind of choose your own adventure. Maybe. I but could see that... him being able to, like, if there's, I don't if think we're that adds differentiating up. between software in the imaginary universe. It, there could be something where it, there is a, a sort of, it, if she knows what it looks like, it's going to show him, or show her right. what she knows right. situation, right. Yep. and she no. has the ability to, like, imprint on it and not just play I can it. I can definitely, I can definitely get in behind that, like, that it's some sort of, like, dream logic thing where, like, it's tapping into, like, her memory of the house to, like, build the model. Like, but like this I, is not explained or, yeah. Uh, maybe it will be next episode. Who knows? <laughs> this so, saga, I would have, I have no no way of knowing. There are three so there's episodes. Like, yeah. To tie up six that are barely tied together. Yes. And um, so here's my thing. Are we going to be at the drama conference? No. I think the drama conference doesn't matter. Man. I am coming out strong in support. And I would love to be proven wrong, but I truly think that that drama conference has nothing to do with the rest of the show. To find out, stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, I would love for that to be a clip that we could play back and be like, look, look at how stupid we were. We thought this series was going to be so bad and it's actually great and I love it. Exactly. It this, could this, happen. This one just ain't it. Are we even done covering the episode, Dylan? No. Oh, my word, no. So let's I wish going. we were. So, so Maury, then th- there's like a, a math combo to get into the laptop and Maury's like a math whiz and Suzu does some like... Switching around, like removing the S from the word six and then swapping the I and the X so it's 11, which is a prime number. Like, it's one of those where it's like, the only way this riddle can be solved is that the people solving it know what this solution is. Yes. Which I realize they do, but it's still ridiculous. Well, they it's then, just, it just makes it less enjoyable. That's the That part. then, that points them to an answering machine where Eugene has left a message. We find out Eugene's a college professor, which I assume is actually canon and not just Imagination Station canon. And no, I, I think love so. that so oh, much. I love that for him. I can can Big we fan. get the mustache back? Can we get mustache Eugene? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mustache Eugene 2024. Oh, man. Ve- mustache, vest, bow ties. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to see, like, Campbell County College professor Eugene Meltzner. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a like a business casual ver- version of the architect in The Good Place. Michael. If you Anybody? like that, tweet at Andrew. <laughs> Wait, have I don't you seen The Good Place? No. We've oh, talked I thought about- you had. Dude, we've talked about it, I'm pretty sure, on air before. Oh, I'm so sorry. So they call Eugene. He... Or no, so they go visit Eugene because he left the message. Mm-hmm. He explains that his phone was lost, but now is found. Suzu then asks Eugene, uh, huh, that's weird. Have you ever misplaced your phone before? And he's like, no. And I'm like, how is that relevant? Yeah. No, it's not. It's just, yep. We're living in a matrix. Yep, this episode is in the matrix and I hate it. Um, Eugene, <laughs> all of Eugene's photos are gone. Yeah. Um, it's just like the Twilight Zone is fun because you can distance it from the actual reality of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Imagination Station episodes work because they have distance from the reality of Odyssey. This is an Imagination Station episode set in the reality of Odyssey and it breaks everything. Yeah. Have they even done this before? I don't think so, but maybe. I, that's, I, I think that's, is that the Room of Consequences? I'm not entirely sure, I, like, what the Room of Consequences is other than a room that shows you the I'm pretty sure it's just the Room the of consequence. consequence. Yeah, it just shows you. Yeah, oh, I, you're right. I, I do think the Room of Consequences is kind of more of an AR sort of thing than a VR. Yeah. Like, where it's showing you, like, an alternate version rather than a fully made, made up one. But, regardless... Um, his photo. Eugene doesn't back up his photos to iCloud or Google Photos. He backs them up to a server at Wit's End. So they go over to Wit's End. Cool. Sc- he backs. He restores the photos to his phone, and they're swiping through the photos. And there's a picture of Buck, um, who I guess has been is being fostered or adopted by Eugene and Katrina. Yeah. I haven't really been. Adi- yes, that is up true. That is confirmed. Okay. He has been adopted or oh, he's cool. being fostered. Oh, okay, cool. With hopes of adoption. I think the adoption has happened in the show. I'm not sure, but yeah. All right. Cool. That's what I presume. It's actually a very pleasant arc. Would would be interested in talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds nice. Um, that could be decent, like, post-Green uh, Ring stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as long as we don't have to do Ties of Bind. Um, <laughs> Is that Green Ring Aftermath? I mean... It's set in the time after Green Ring, before That's this. Fair. So I'm just worried. So they are... Um, so, yeah, so there's a picture of Buck and Matthew with Wit in the background. And they're like, oh, it looks like they're exchanging. Uh, and then Wit barges in. And he's like, it's an envelope. I have the envelope here for you. They were exchanging an envelope that I was supposed to give to you. So this whole plot was for, so that you could see... The envelope that I was handing to, that Matthew was handing to me, but you also, if you had just come to me, I would have just given you the envelope and you wouldn't have had to go through all this. It's weird and convoluted, and I realize that's the point, but that doesn't make me any happier. No, yeah, it's, well, and again, exactly, it just feels like it's just mystery for mystery's sake, which is cool and all, but it's just, it doesn't make for compelling drama yeah it's like oh great there's a puzzle wow i guess they're gonna solve it because they've solved all the other puzzles yeah and so they open up the the envelope and we find out that matthew and his family are being held hostage and he asks her to meet him at the square one club Mm-hmm. so i guess that's her first confirmed club in odyssey um but it sounds like a nice club yeah i'd go to the square one have you um, been to the square one cafe in lancaster I have not, but I feel like I didn't know that exists. It, it's a good coffee shop. Highly recommend it. There you go. So so at this point, in actually listening to it, I'm like, I'm still like fully on board. I'm like, okay, I guess this is what's happening. Yeah. And then Emily is like, no, this isn't. And I, this, this isn't, isn't real. real. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And then, and, then, and then Matthew's like, you're right. It's not real. And he steps out and is like, I set all this up so that you could prove this mystery on your, so that you could solve a mystery on your own. And now we get to talk and make, 
make things right. And I'm like, I'm so mad that they're doing this twice. I cannot believe they're, they cannot sell me on this was all for Emily's own good. I'm just mad at this. And then we get the double reveal. Or I yep. guess it's a triple reveal. Because the first reveal is that they're being held hostage. The second reveal is that Matthew set this all up. And the third reveal is that he didn't actually set this all up. It's all part of an Imagination Station program, which Emily's able to figure out when Wit misquotes scripture, and she notices that there wasn't another message on the answering machine and a couple other weird things. And She figures out she's in a matrix. Whoa. She outthought reality. How, how were you feeling up until this point, listening along. Exhausted. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest with you, it was just like, I just, I just feel like all these things are happening and because of what's like, who's doing it and the scenario, there's just no real consequences to anything. And so it just didn't like, no part of it felt really important or investing only after the fact am i thinking about the fact that uh maury seems to be both wanting matthew like he wants to separate matthew from emily correct i don't presumably think that's so. why you'd frame her no exactly right because before that it's it makes it sound like especially if we're going with this whole sherlock moriarty thing that if you know, if this is a Sherlock Holmes and Watson situation, he wants the both of them together at their best so he can beat them. Right. Or put good out in the world. But but in that's this episode Right, but this episode is him is him trying to get them back together, not to solve a mystery together, like writer's ruse, but instead to like show because you have to take Matthew's motivations as kind of being Maury's motivations. Yeah. Of like the more the Matthew that Maury has programmed is doing all of this so that Emily solves a mystery and the two of them like get to talk. Mm -hmm. And so Maury yeah, so has she... to also want them to reconcile, but also want Emily to be confident enough to do this on her own. Because Maury could have set up a non-mystery adventure where Matthew and Emily get to talk. But he needs Emily to know that she can solve one of these without Matthew. And also needs them to be on good terms. So that he can dot 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 what? <laughs> Win? Life? I mean, I, he's like 14. How bad can his life be right now? And then, and then Emily is like, I guess, he's and then Emily's like, okay, I'm in a simulation, yells for it to end, it doesn't, and then she's like, oh, all right, there's been this thread of truth throughout the whole episode, and I guess I do have to tell you the truth, Matthew, Ma the truth, Matthew, and maybe that's what'll end this. Like, I, I do, you know, miss not having you as a partner. I can't do this on my own. Yep. And then the imagination station ends. So she had an emotional breakdown to a bunch of pixels. Yep. Yeah, he basically, yeah, manipulated her into, like, she used mystery therapy on him. <laughs> or, on, I'm sorry, he used mystery therapy on her. Yeah. To get her to confront her feelings towards Matthew virtually so she would do it in real life. Which, right. now that you say it, Makes a lot of sense. It's just the, 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 the nuts and bolts of how any of this is happening is exhausting. Yeah. And also poor Eugene. I feel like this guy is just doing it, doing it all. You know, I mean, he's a teacher. He's a foster dad. He probably works and doing other things as well. And, uh, and, and he, uh, he's got to maintain his ukulele habit. So. Yeah. So, um, the, right. So then Emily jumps out of it. We find that only, she's talking to Wit then. We find out only 10 minutes had passed. She wasn't in the imagination station. There was some version of a portable imagination station there, um, which is what Matthew and Eugene had, one of the things that Matthew and Eugene had removed from the workroom when they were cleaning it. I don't know. Actually, I'm kind of curious to know if the portable imagination station is a real thing 
or if that just showed up in this episode for the first time. So let us know if you know anything about that, because I think that's kind of interesting. And then she's like, I guess some good did come from the bad. Mm-hmm. Yay. That's Great. Maury's thing. I'm, I don't think any good came from the bad, but, you know, you do you. So, I don't know. I don't have anything more to say about this episode. So, right. Emily's like, so the person who did all this would have to have a good idea about computers and math. And Wit's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, I think I know who it is. And then we cut to Maury and Suzu talking. Yep. Maury sucks. Yep. It he won't finds, tell Suzu anything. He finds, Suzu's like, oh, this was all weird. I can't believe the thing seems so dark. Maury's like, ah, I was probably Wit doing all this. And then he, Suzu can't find her notebook, and Mori finds it from behind her desk, which is shady AF. And um, then, what? Then the notebook's in Japanese, and Mori's like, man, I wish I knew Japanese so that I could read your notebook, and she's, you'll have to tell me sometime. It looks so cool. There's no way I already know Japanese and have been stealing stuff from your notebook this entire time. Okay, I'm glad that we are in full agreement on that because, yep, that's exactly how I felt. I don't know. I just assume that he has access to infinite information because that's literally the only thing I know to be true about him. Yeah. (laughs) Is that he has infinite resources and infinite information to be able to do whatever he wants at whatever time because he's Moriarty. Yep. Cool. And that's the episode. Andrew, do you have any other thoughts? Um... (sighs) Stay home if you've got COVID. That's, that's what I have to say. <laughs> the best, the best plug. My my plug for the episode is social distancing and mask wearing, because yeah. this is miserable and I want it to be over. <laughs> what about you? What do you gotta say? Buy our shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. And other merch. Uh. It's but we, no. Uh, I mean, if, they, on a real note, though, I. I actually, like, I've talked to a couple people this week who have reached out to me because of the show, and it's been really fun, and uh, it, it's made my day in a way that's, like, kind of new and surprising. So, yeah, uh, thanks, guys. Make yeah. me happy. So, yeah, our uh, there will be a link this week and every week from now until we stop making this show um, to our merch store. Whoop so whoop. go there, support the pod, and get some cool stuff. We now have the designs up. Uh, the that uh that Michaela did most importantly i think uh you can get your eugene google shirt in either the dylan style or the andrew the andrew does look better just all around in my opinion the dylan style is so much cleaner it is modern and i love it and i'm feeling ukulele we're both feeling ukulele on this saturday afternoon (laughs) we come together and we say no, no, not politics. Ukulele. Ukulele. <laughs> and with that being said, we will return in a week to talk about episode 899, The Rydell Revelations, part one. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Further From the Truth was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod.